Seems to me there are two kinds of kids walking in this building. Stoop kids, corner kids. Excuse me? No, stoop kids. They're the ones that stay on the front steps when the parents tell them. The others go down to the corners. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to episode 54 of the Stoop Kids Podcast. I am your co-host, your boy Ralphie. You're kicking it with Kai. And this Big Bob's Beepers. <laughs> Big Bob's Beepers. That's from Hey Arnold, right? Is it? Yeah, that is. Yeah, that's Hogan's dad. Oh, that was shit. Yeah, Hogan's dad. Yeah, oh, okay, okay. And this is going to be a one-stop pod for movies, TV, music, video games, and all things in, out, and around the nervous, gentlemen. It's good, What's bro. the word? It's my watch. Chill. Um, Kai, sir. Yes. So we skipped a whole week. Of podcasting because my man Kai decided to. I didn't have to do that. We had to, man. I will actually want. It was out of respect. Thank you, but I will actually want to see y'all do a podcast without me. We will. Okay. It'll be probably the best podcast. What, we've would, y'all, had. what would y'all talk about? Probably just make fun of you for about yeah, hour probably for like thirty. That's minutes. not related to entertainment. That's entertainment. That's entertainment. That's entertainment. Oh. No, I didn't. It's, it's not entertaining. I said it's not entertainment. Oh. <laughs> The fans will like that. The fans will like it very much. They get tired of you sometimes. Now, I, but, I get a lot of emails about how much people are annoyed by your voice. <laughs> so go ahead and talk. But uh, now, nah, people were throwing out suggestions. Uh, I think, was it you that said that we should actually have a, an all-female podcast one week? I like that idea. Like that might have been me. I don't know. I'm not, probably. I'm so, all, I'm all uh, for a pro- progressive. Yeah. Um, oh, so we're not going to be in it. I, I think I think, well, one, I think one of us would have to be One in of it. us would be yeah. there, but it would be ran by like... An all-female cast yes, for one episode. Dope. That would be dope. Um, someone, my sister suggested that she wants to replace me, but like pretend as if I'm just <laughs> that actually, like she still be me. Like she would like introduce herself as Kai uh-huh. and like try to like uh, take my mannerisms and speak in my place. Interesting. And just okay. like like nothing like nothing ever happened. Like now nah, I'm just a twenty year old girl now. Okay, it's um, not far off. I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> you it. Oh, go fuck yourselves. But anyway, yes, uh, we we missed a week because I was celebrating my twenty seventh birthday. Yes, sir. The big what? Two seven? Two seven? Yes, oh, sir. Boy, how, so, how was your week, man? Um, it was cool. Um, me and my girlfriend just went up to the Poconos for the week, which was really adorable. nice. Yeah. Um, but that was about it, man. We, I mean, we just chat. We just chilled, relaxed. Um, I started watching Shit's Creek, so I did that. Okay. Pretty funny, funny show. I can see why the Academy would like it. It's definitely like the cat, like, like Emmy comedy worthy type shits. The shit that they would eat up. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, you know, I went axe throwing a day, one day, and then I went hiking another day. Axe throwing? How was that? It was pretty fun, actually. Um, it's one of the things that I want because I still haven't like gone to, gone to a gun range. Um, and I I really like archery, but um, axe throwing was like definitely like on my list of stuff I wanted to do. Archery? Why archery? I like archery. It's it's just really fun. Like, just, Wait, have you done it before? I have when I used to be a um, counselor at the YMCA. Oh, that shit is fun as hell. It's yeah, dumb fun. I've man. never gone. I did it. Yeah, I've never really saw interest in it though. I don't know. Yeah, it's fun. I took classes at Williamsburg. It's and it's fun because it's challenging without being too challenging. You know what I mean? Like it's something you'll do, and like they make it seem like hitting a bullseye is impossible. It's not. It's like not. you'll you'll get it just on sheer chance, like of how many times you do it, mm-hmm. and like it just gets you more hyped to do it again and again it's and just again. Muscle memory. Yeah, that's all it is in coordination. You know, they called me Black and Seventeen back in the day. So I don't yeah. think they called you that. They called me Black and Seventeen. I, I would have brought like one of those, one of those sports bowls. Yeah, them shit didn't happen. Yeah, that, them shit was cool. Yeah. But um, yeah, um, axe throwing's really fun. Um, just be very careful. Please do not throw an axe while someone else is trying to go get their axe, retrieve their axe. Yeah. 
Um, but I got a, I got a couple bullseyes. So That's cool. Yeah, and then other than that, I mean, I just went hiking for a day, which was really cool. Oh, I didn't know that. You, you had a tomahawk. I did. Yo, the tomahawk's actually really hard. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you actually the middle the middle axe like the I guess the normal size one that's the best one to throw because it's just, like the weight kind of carries it okay, and helps yeah, it yeah. stick with the, a, the time mark is just gonna fly. Yeah, so with the smaller axe is like you have to throw it. You have to be standing further back and you have to throw it a lot harder because it is sm- it's a smaller weapon and it's harder for it to stick into the wood. Most of the times it'll just bounce off. Yeah, yeah. But um, you know what's also like satisfying like when you're done and you just like uh, stick the axe in the stump. That's just uh, for some reason that's just satisfying. Like you're done, you're just like, and it just stays there. Hey, can we cut some wood? I would definitely chop wood. Like ah. overrated, I'm sure. <laughs> it's too much work, too much labor. Yeah, whatever. I like manual labor. I do it once. G, how was your week, man? Chilling. For me. That's all we got for the people. <laughs> I mean, if they want to know about my neurobiology test. Oh, that's right. You be studying and shit. Yeah. I don't do those. Yeah, you don't. I know. Can't read. <laughs> That's an ongoing joke I read every time we are on this podcast, guys. I want you to know that. Yeah, just because... You I was going to say every day. I was like, no, I'll read every day. Well, technically, you read text messages every day. You that's go, not... That's reading. That doesn't count. No, that don't count. That's, 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 not, reading. that's not enrichment. I would have about when I'm on Safari and reading, like, internet stuff. No. No. That's not reading? No. That's not counting articles? No. That's not counting reading. That's what I would tell my mother when she'd be like, yo, did you read today? Like, when I was 10. Yeah. Oh, I read the instruction manual on the game. That's important. That's reading. Rafi um, read the what? P.F. Chang's menu? I don't go, I don't like P.F. Chang. I don't like P.F. Chang's menu. I'm not a fan of it. I don't know. We, remember that one time we went? I wasn't feeling it. I don't know why we went. Because y'all was, wanted to go. I didn't it was. No, that, that's what it was. We were right next to. We were right oh, next to. Oh, yeah, because I never went there before. Probably. Yes, yes, yes. And we were right next to, um, whatchamacallit? Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. And I feel like it was like too packed or something. And, and P.F. Chang's was empty. It was like, oh, I fucking For, for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> that's just not back open yet. Good. They, they, they made it close. But no, I went to um, Bayville Screen Park the other day. I actually What's just that? heard um, they got cited for COVID violations. Damn. What? No, they yeah, didn't. Yes, they did. Ali uh, literally just told me. So Wait, what? Away uh, <laughs> from this, though. Yeah, why? No, I mean that's it. Oh god, that's it. Wait, what's that though? With Bayville Screen Park? Yeah. It's a uh, Screen Park in, in Bayville. Now it's a uh, Bayville's park? is a a, t- a town very up north, Long Island. Um, it's just like it's like haunted houses. Well, you said Bayville or Sayville. Bayville, Bayville. Screen Park. You've seen commercials on it all the time. <laughs> it's actually fun. I'm not going to lie. It's actually I got fun. a funny story about Bayville, too. Ba- should should we podcast? have this off wax? Yeah, is it podcast appropriate? Probably not. Just save it. Just save it because I, yeah, I really don't feel like doing any editing. Yeah, so that means let's get on the run of the street, boys. Yes, oh, I, I just wanted to say that I, I really do miss podcast like potting like on a, on a, like no nah, that's the, the, that like the week whack, like, bro well i was i don't i don't like potting i don't, I don't you know like that, potting that, that, podcasting that, that, that. podcasting yeah, yeah, potting podcast. whatever i got you yeah. i, I follow nah, nah, yeah it sounds like some some like hippies hippie kind of you know whatever like no. while i was just out chilling i was like you was, missed us I miss, I miss, I miss podcasting with y'all. Yes, I did. I did mention. I appreciate. Us. You know what? I don't give credit. I appreciate I, that, bro. Don't, don't. I very much enjoyed my time off, but at the same time, I was like, I can't wait for the, to to get back to the pod. My boy. Whatever. Well, so let's get into it then. We're on the street. Let's get to the shit. Yo, Static. Yo, I miss you too. Thank you. Michael B. Jordan mm-hmm. will be producing a Static Shock movie for DC Movies, DC Entertainment, whatever. Um, with that being said, do you think it'll be any good? And who would you like to star and direct in this upcoming Static Shock film? I think... You think Michael B. Jordan would be too old? To be yeah, he's too yes, old. he's way too old. He's too old. You need a 14, 15-year-old kid. 
Really? Ideally. Is that how old Static is? I thought he was like a senior high school. No, he's like 15. I think he's like 15 years old. Like Miles he's Morales? Built like, he's yeah. built like a senior high school, though. He, he looks like... I, I, I don't know. It's been a while since I watched the you, TV you show, but think, like... Yeah, no, his stature. Yeah, his yeah, stature. No, yeah, he was, he, in the TV show, he was 15. I believe. He was okay. I'm sure he was young, but, or 16. No, but the way he was tall in his stature, yeah. He was yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as far as people like to play Static, the only person I could think of right now is... um. My boy Luke from uh, Stranger Things, but I don't know that many young black Lucas. Men. Yeah, Lucas. Oh, but it's because to me he's the only I want to say notable young black actor. I don't really know any others. I would have said Shamik Moore a couple years. A ago. A couple years ago, but now you're right. Not anymore. He can't. I don't think he could, I didn't know he was 15 though. I thought he was like 17. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Unless unless you age static up. Uh, I mean, we already have like a a, a Peter Parker. Like, do we need a a young what's a, what's Virgil Hawkins? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I'm probably gonna get a Miles Morales. Yeah, we're probably we're definitely gonna get a Miles Morales at some point. I I think you just go for an unknown. I don't think there's any. I, I think Lucas is. Yeah, kind of like that kid that they got for Shazam. I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, I. Yeah, for yeah. this one you can go unknown because there's no true face of Static Shock, so it's not like you have anything to compare it to. This is yeah, yeah, it's true. This he can make this role him. Yeah, you know what so I, mean? I think you should get a, a fresh face. As far as directing is concerned, I know Michael B would love to have uh, Ryan, Coogler. Ryan Coogler direct. I don't think he'll do it. Yeah. Um, I don't who I don't know who I would get. I think you would get another unknown director, like a low key director. Mm. Um, you know who I think would actually have a blast with this? Jordan Peele. I think a lot of people because he did um, us and us and Get Out. Like Jordan Peele had a start in comedy. I definitely think if you're gonna do a Static Shock movie, it has to be lighthearted. Um, and I think he can direct drama as well as um, comedy. Uh-huh. And also, he's good with the like he's good with like almost horror elements. So if you did want to do this thing with a kid and he's discovering his powers, you could kind of do like body horror. Like when he finds out like he can hold electric hold and release electrical charges like you can actually kind of make that scary and especially when you're doing the other meta humans and them coming out with their powers and shit so at so then what demographic are we making this movie for body horror i mean i know when i was 13 or 14 i didn't want to watch anything regarding body horror i think it's still i think it's still young adult mm-hmm. i think you do i think you do young adult like that, like all the kids that watch like the fucking Hunger Games and Divergent and shit, and oh, like the Maze Runner where they have fucking monsters and shit, like they eat that shit up. Yeah. So I think you, I think you go for that that audience. All right, that's fine. Um, how do you feel? How do you guys feel about Michael B. Jordan producing the, the movie? I don't care. <laughs> I don't care either. <laughs> that's cool. I'm, like, I was gonna say like, what is it? I mean, it's important because I think you do need. I feel I mean, like he'll preserve the face of it, you know. I, I, I don't know anything about his, you know, history, but if he grew up watching Static Shock, then at least, you know, yeah. he can put those pieces together right, to right. make it an actual genuine movie. Yeah. All right, man. Only time will tell. I was a fan of Static Shock and the Virgil Hawkins character, so I can't wait. And it, it dealt with some heavy Virgil, stuff on the, the, yeah, the show. Hawkins. Virgil Hawkins is Static Shock. Oh, is that the name of Virgil? Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Just don't even remember, bro. I like that show a lot, man. That was, was a great show, yeah. Okay, next on the list. Thoughts on The Boys Season 2? So, uh, we actually missed a week, but yes, the week prior to that, The Boys Season 2 finale aired, mm-hmm. and how'd you feel about it? it now, G, I know you are you haven't watched all of Season 1 just yet, right? Mm-hmm. So, we're going to do... Spoiler-free. Spoiler-free uh, finale review. Yeah. Kai, go ahead. Kai. I loved it, man. It was everything that I wanted the season finale to be. And almost in a, in a lot of ways, it felt like the end of the show like the way they were wrapping things up um 
but yeah, it's um, just all the character arcs came around full circle. The boys is finally like the te- like the full fledged team uh, from the comics. It gets me super excited for um, season three. Yeah, th- this this was bomb. This was ill. Like mm-hmm. it hit emotionally. Um, I, I when this show started, I didn't think it was gonna be like this. I thought it was gonna be a comedy, and this show isn't. It's more of a drama than anything. Mm-hmm. So. The fact that the show could um, subvert my expectations and continue to just build upon it is just, is just ill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, lo- I loved everything that happened in it. Yeah, I really loved this season um, overall. The finale was pleasing. The yeah, crowd, there was definitely a, one big crowd. Well, there was more than one crowd pleasing uh, crowd pleasing moments. And yes, it technically did feel like the series finale, but then yeah. you get hit with that one last zinger at the end of the episode. Yeah, because you know what? It, it actually felt like in a cool way. It felt like the end of a movie. Where it's like all the like all the plot like all the lines all the plot lines are kind of like at a good place and it's like if they didn't come back next year it'd be kind of okay mm-hmm. but now nah, we're coming back next year so here's let's leave these things up in the air mm-hmm. it's like a post credit scene exactly yeah. yeah 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 it's actually how I felt about um like when Batman Begins ended I was like okay I don't think we're getting a sequel to this but it'd be cool if they followed up on this on this thing mm-hmm. and then they ended up doing that yeah so yeah shout outs to um Eric Kripke who did Supernatural. Which is a CW show that I was never a huge big fan on. But Isn't it like 15 years strong? Yeah, it's like it's on it season 15. But that's the CW for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the fact that he was able to jump from that, which is, like I said, CW, mostly mm-hmm. family friendly, not too violent or whatever, to, to doing this like insane shit is fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait. I can't wait to see all these characters back. Yeah, me too, man. Yeah. Well, most of these characters back. Yeah. yeah <laughs> yes, sir. Um... Next on the list, Doctor Strange, Benedict Cumberbatch's Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. allegedly will be joining Tom Holland's Spider-Man 3. Along with, and along with Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, Jamie Foxx. Which is the most rumor of the rumors. Like, that's yeah. the furthest thing from the truth right now. But yes, the the the, uh, the Doctor Strange one seems like it'll, it'll And he'll happen. be taking on a mentor role similar to how Tony Stark was in the first uh, Spider-Man Homecoming movie. Yeah. Um, Wait, so Tobey Maguire's going to be in it? This is these are all rumors. However, like these are pretty strong rumors that we're getting from like a couple of different sources. It'll be Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, who played the last Spider Man, and it will be their own live action Spider Verse. Andrew Garfield played it after to- to- Tobey Maguire. Yeah, yeah, the one for the Amazing Spider Man. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we might be getting a full fledged Spider Verse, like how the Power Rangers used to collab. Kind of. Sure, or more so how Spider-Man to Spider-Verse was. I, to an extent. I like my analogy better. <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> I kind of don't want to live-action Spider-Verse. Like, I love the yeah, Spider-Verse that we have in Into the Spider-Verse. I thought that was the cool thing about it, that it was animated and it and had it, everything together. Yeah, and you could kind of pull, pull that off. Like, having... I think in live-action... Don't think it's enough to carry the whole it makes it story. Too serious for me. Yeah, um, I think like you said, animation was the perfect way to like tell that story. Like mm-hmm. of a whole bunch of different Spider Men. The second you get into now multiple versions of him, and you bring back the other ones, like I'm kind of cool with those not existing in the MCU. Facts, yeah. And if they and if they do bring them back, it's gonna be a super short cameo, like a blink and you miss it, like. Uh, Doctor Strange is taking Spider-Man through the different universes and he sees them for like a half a second. I don't need those guys back. I, I love them. I, I, I like bo- I like all those Spider-Men in their respective rights, but I don't need them all back. Um, and as far as Doctor Strange and Spider-Man, 
I don't like Spider-Man with all these mentors. Like, it was cool with Tony Stark in the mm-hmm. first Homecoming. Then I was okay with Nick Fury because he wasn't really a mentor. He was more like a boss. He was just bossing him around. Mm-hmm. It's like for him the third time around, like, give him another person to tell him that he's doing a bad job. It's like, okay, because that's not what Spider-Man was. Spider-Man is a loner. He is. He works alone. He's always had to figure out his own problems. But, you know, thanks to the MCU and all these contracts and people got to show up in a certain amount of movies, they keep throwing them with people. And it just, he loses the the whole point of being your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man mm-hmm. when he's traveling through, through different universes all the time. Like, he was in Italy. That was cool. Let him chill in New York for a movie, yeah. please. <laughs> but um, and He still might to an extent. We don't know yeah. what the movie's going to be about. I will disagree with you guys. I actually am very excited about this. Um, not so much about Andrew Garfield. I did like his Spider-Man, but it's still fresh in my head. Mm-hmm. I would love to see Tobey Maguire as Peter Parker as Spider-Man again. Like that's almost similar, similar, similar to how Michael Keaton might come back as Batman in their DC universe. I think it's so cool that Tobey Maguire is going to come back. Um, I hope they kill Jamie Foxx within the first scene of the movie. <laughs> Damn. I mean, well, not I like Jamie Foxx, but like his character was terrible. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I hope they do that. I'm just. I'm kind of excited about this movie, man. This might be one of the the more high profile Marvel movies that we get in for a, a long time until yeah. another uh, team up. Well, I, you know me, I, I I love I love both Spider Man movies, and I know that John Watts and Tom Holland and everybody involved are going to do a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I was really liking where they went with the movie at the end of the last movie, um, and then now that Doctor Strange is getting involved, it sounds like that's all just going to get undone. Mm-hmm. I mean, like in him uh, Mysterio revealing his secret identity. So, what's going to stop Doctor Strange from just, like, neuralizing everyone with a snap of his fingers? Yeah. Which is kind of corny, because, like, that was cool. I thought the next movie would have been, like, Spider-Man on the run or some shit. And he's like, has to prove his innocence. But he might be, though. I hope. I hope. But it's just, like, when you bring in Doctor Strange, who can literally do anything, mm-hmm. it's like, all right, where the... What, common Marvel question. Where are the stakes? So... It was like it would have been cool if he was like isolated from the Avengers. He's on the run. Maybe like Mary Jane and uh, which McCall's with him. His friend uh, keep, Ned is with Ned him. And Ned, yeah, and they're the only ones he could trust. And then maybe you get like uh, Matt Murdock to represent him as his lawyer. You could do some cool shit like that and like really make it like a self-contained story. But what a, MCU at this point has proven that they know what they're doing. So who am I to ever doubt them ever? So. But speaking on that, I it feels like not even feels like it, it just looks like that. Sony has their hand a lot more in this movie and trying mm-hmm. to force down like, all right, we're gonna throw in our spider, our two spider. Yeah, I noticed that. You know, we want we want to do a, a Sinister Six movie, so let's just also. Oh, that was a part of the, the whole little. Um, the deal. This might have been part of the deal. Like, all right, yeah. we could make another Spider-Man under the Marvel umbrella, but we're gonna have our people, hand in the cookie jar. Too. People aren't gonna forget that th- these are our movies, technically. Correct, because they are. They are, and on top of that, you're gonna have a Morbius movie coming out, and and another Venom. So yep. I think somehow, some way, they're gonna uh, get Tom Holland, Spider Man, into those universes somehow, some way. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. We'll see. But I am excited. I'm just more so excited to see Tobey Maguire in a Spider Man movie again, man. Okay. Yeah, because you know Spider Man Four sh- was supposed to happen. It was. It was supposed to happen, and for whatever reasons, it ended up falling apart. Mm-hmm. So you know, and and there's a lot of people that share your sentiments about it. So yeah, yes, it's sir. all cool to me, mm-hmm. regardless. So. Nice. Like it. Last but not least, uh, Furiosa, Furiosa spinoff has been casted, reportedly. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, Chris Hemsworth, and Yahya Abdul-Mateen have been cast in the movie. That man made and, work. Uh, yeah, he has. 
And Anya Taylor-Joy has been casted as a younger Furiosa. Now, Kai, please tell me, how do you feel about this, sir? Yo, load my clip real quick, man. I know it's been a minute. Like, why take the best character that you have in Charlize Theron, who, like, in my opinion, made that movie, and fucking recast her? Like, I don't give a fuck about no prequel. Give me this bitch now. (laughs) Metal arm and everything. I don't care how she lost her fucking arm. Because I know that's what they're going to do. Right. I want to see Charlize Theron with the metal arm breaking necks, separating spinal cords, being fucking sexy. I don't care about Anna Taylor-Joy, the the witch. What was she, the witch? (laughs) The witch. Oh, yeah. I hate when that shit do that. There we go. I don't want to see the witch slash uh, scared little girl in the basement while James McAvoy's losing his shit. (laughs) (laughs) Slash James... James McAvoy. Slash, uh, what, what, other, what other movie is she in? Oh, The Mutant, The New Mutants. The, the New Mutants that no one ever watched. That's a fact. The Last Mutant. The la- <laughs> she was The Last Mutant. George Miller, do what you gotta do. Dust off your, your happy feet suit. <laughs> Storm into those offices and get us the Charlize Theron movie we deserve. That's it. <laughs> That's it. And no disrespect to Anna Taylor-Joy because I'm sure she's a great actress, oh. but I just... I just don't need her for, for to play Furiosa. I want Charlize Theron to play Furiosa. That's Very it. nice. She could play her little sister. <laughs> <laughs> she could be Miniosa or some shit. I don't Miniosa. Know. Yeah. I like Furiosa. Um, I think I spoke about this before. I never really cared about the first uh, Mad, Mad Max. Mad movie. Max. Well, excuse me, not the first. The latest Mad Max movie. Furiosa. I, I didn't. I mean, it looked cool like, as far as the colors were concerned, but I didn't really care about the movie. It was mm-hmm. just one long um, car chase. Car chase. Yeah. I thought. No, I thought it was great, and I, and I love. I'm also just a big Charlie Theron fan. fan so. I mean, I am too, but so, I don't know. I and I'm a big. I'm, I'm a. I'm a Tom Hardy fan. Yeah. But I don't know. It's just it, I just wasn't a fan. Can of we it. talk about Tom Hardy for a second? Sure. Go ahead. Tim. I think he is like he has like one of the worst dialects ever. <laughs> I cannot stand when he speaks dialogue in movies. Really? Yes. Every movie, he has the worst voice in the entire movie. And I don't know if that's him or the characters, like, the way the direct, like, the, yeah. But I don't know what his voice sounds like. Yeah, that's true. I've never seen him in an interview. I can't say I've seen him in an interview. Like, his voice in Venom is terrible. He talks, he talks like this. I feel like he's doing that for the character. Yeah, he's, no, he's 100% doing it for the character, but I hate it. I hate his voice as Bane. I never thought, well, yes, but it's muffled. It's purposely muffled. I hate it. Why would you shoot him <laughs> That looks pretty good. Um, I, like it. <laughs> I, I don't like I don't like his character's voice in Inception. He's just talking too fast, too low, and we all know how uh, Christopher Nolan does with sound mixing. Mm-hmm. This is true. No, I haven't thought about that. Great actor. I just can't stand his his voices in movies. Okay, like I, I can only imagine how he sounded James Bond. It's not a voice that would put you to sleep. Not even. It's just a voice that makes you just like what? <laughs> huh? <laughs> Say it again. Rewind the clip, please. Turn it back. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. But, uh, G, how you feel about this casting, man? Yo, I haven't even watched one Mad Max movie. You, you should watch Fury Road. You, yeah. should watch, you should watch Fury Road. I think you like it. I know, you told me that, too. You should watch that. It's like, um... Don't worry about it, man. I'm good. <laughs> you good. Yo, but I'm happy wait, about... Wait, wait. Is it on, like, Netflix or something? It was on HBO for the longest time. I don't think it's on there anymore. Who cares, man? Uh, check Hulu or... check. Do you have it? I don't know. So how it. fucking great is the movie if you don't even it's have really it? It's really good. Because I watched it, like, 88 times while I was on uh, I HBO. Watched time. I watched it a lot. Um, but shout out to Yaya, um, Adumati, man. That man getting work. My man, uh, Dr. Manhattan. Was, um, That's a fact. Remember that show, the early early Saturday morning cartoons, Wacky Racers? It's like that? Yeah, kind of. Uh, it's kind of like a Speed Racer if people died in that. Nah, I'm talking about Wacky Racers. You know Wacky Racers. 
White you, know, you don't remember that? It was like with all the different cartoon characters and they would all race. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, it's like it that. was the Hanna Barbera shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It'd be like it'd be like Flintstones and the Jetsons. It was like yeah. a big crossover. And then, and then a nigga that looked like Waluigi. Yes. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. But um, yeah, man, I'm kind of disappointed in that. But whatever. I just look uh, at the end of the day. I just I just need to be mad about something. I have a haven't loaded a clip in a long time. No, I understand. So I, I chose that. They got a boomerang yet? Boomerang app? Like Cartoon Network. Like, uh, I don't need that. I don't know. But on HBO, Ma- HBO Max has a lot of Cartoon Network yeah. stuff. So they have a lot of Looney Tunes, a lot of, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I think the only thing they're missing is the Hanna-Barbera stuff. I need honestly. But if you want to watch like fucking um, Looney Tunes from like the 1930s, they're nah, all there. Nah, nah, Top Cat. Fuck that Looney Tunes shit. Looney Tunes great. Top Cat. Did y'all read the synopsis about <laughs> Space Jam 2, A New Legacy? You know what? I kind of like it. <laughs> I kind of like it. He was dead dog in that shit. OD too. I was, but I, I, listen, I don't know if the movie's going to be any good. What's, what's the synopsis? This, to, From what I understand, it was, I think, LeBron and his son, I don't know if it's actually played by Bronny or, or somebody else. Well, he wasn't, and he failed his drug test, so they had to break that's too soon, man. Yeah, Whatever. Yeah, like he did heroin. My man is 15 years old. He smoked some weed. Let him live. No. Nah. My man got, nah, that's OD. 15, that's OD. You nah. can't make him up for the fun of a 15, 16 year old? For smoking weed? I absolutely can. Nah, you can't. Yes, like, were you making great decisions at 15 years old? Yo, I, I can. Yeah, and you can make fun of me for that. Mm-hmm. It's not like you got caught doing heroin. He can fucking smoke some weed. I'm LeBron James. I'm gonna laugh man. at you. I like Bronny. Nah, nah, I'm gonna laugh. I'm gonna laugh. I'm gonna laugh. You were stupid enough to post it. Yeah, you're dumb enough to post it. I can make fun of you. You were dumb enough to. Post His dad was around, you know. And now he is. He's feeling himself. <laughs> now his ass hurt. The memes about Bro- like LeBron coming home because oh, yeah. you know because you know he walked in with the with the trophy in his hand. Yeah. With the jacket, <laughs> cigar. Get over here. AD was behind him. AD was behind Dwight. <laughs> Rajon. The uh the uh the agent Rich. Rich Paul was there. Rich Paul was there. Hey, you want to light something up? I like that ass up. <laughs> <laughs> that boy ass was hot. <laughs> like light a blunt with that. We don't support child abuse on the show. <clears throat> no, but I, but we do support disciplining your badass kids. This is, uh, listen, I think badass is strong. I like your kids smoking weed. Going back to Looney Tunes epi- uh, Looney Tunes movie, uh, Space Jam, whatever. We love you, LeBron. Yes, congratulations. Absolutely. Yes, congratulations on your championship. Your fourth championship. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so basically, at some point, they're going to go through the Warner Brothers movies and go into... The, I forgot what the exact, like... But you, I'm getting the yeah. premise, right? They're going to yes. go back into certain Warner Brother properties movies to, like, reenact scenes. Not reenact scenes. Because it takes like, place on the Warner Brothers lot. They yes. They're yeah. going to go back to Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yes, yeah, so shit like that. Maybe not Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I think, like, DC movies, Harry That's Potter movies. one of my favorite Warner Brothers movies. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? It's great. It's a great movie. Yeah. Disney crossover too. The only one that ever exists. Yeah. Yeah. Mickey Mouse is in that. There's Mickey Disney Mouse and Warner Brother characters yeah. in that movie. I gotta rewatch that movie. It's fantastic. But yeah, and then of course at the end of the movie they're gonna do like some type of basketball game of some sort. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man. I don't give a fuck. No, I like it. I'm good off of that. I'm still waiting on the trip. Listen, I don't. I don't know how good LeBron James an actor is. Nor he is. He's nor is he. Last time you watched the original Space Jam. It's been a long time. I, it's been no. Nah, I, I watched it either this year or late last year. It was a long time. I was on a plane. I think it was no. I think it was on Cartoon Network or some shit like that. I was watching it. Mm. I will say this: it's uh, very nostalgic. I've I've seen LeBron act in um the movie Trainwreck. Trainwreck. He's pretty good. I mean, he's playing himself. So, but but the problem is like Michael Jordan was a beloved figure. Everyone went to go see you know Space Jam, whatever. Yeah. Whereas LeBron, like except Isaiah Thomas, except yeah, except Isaiah. 
and probably like Spike Lee or not, not even Spike Lee. Spike Lee was definitely there, but LeBron isn't as universally well loved as it's Michael actually, Jordan was. He's actually a controversial figure. A lot of people hate this motherfucker. <laughs> Let's be real here. Yeah. Um. So I don't know, man. Plus, I don't like the Space Jam jerseys anyway. Yeah, I hate them. I don't want to say I hate them. I hate them. The two-town jerseys, you like them? Toon Squad. The Toon Squad. Oh, the new squad. ones. The new ones. Yeah, the, the old one is dope. The new one is kind of doing too much because it's like, it can, the, the it connects downward. I don't yeah. like it. That's, yeah. that's the point. I don't like it. Is Nike on it? No. Uh, it might. I don't remember. It makes sense. I don't, I don't know if it does, though. But yeah, we got way, way off topic. Yeah. No, actually, this is a perfect subway because I'm sleeping on this movie until it comes out, and I, maybe I might love it. So mm-hmm. let's talk about movies that we slept on before they were released, and then after they came out, we t- they turned out being dope as fuck. Would you say this is the main topic of the week, sir? I think it would be. There it is. All right, let's get started with it then. Yes, please. Um, this is actually I'm gonna give G all the credit in the world for this movie. He was the one that brought it up to. He was uh, joking. Nah, he was I the. Was nah, he was not. Serious. He was not. Dead serious. You was dead ass. I was dead serious. He was dead serious about it. Was you dead ass? Movie's fire. No, but were you saying no? Because we were saying that no one gave a fuck about this movie before it came out, and that and you and said now nah, it looks fire. That was fire. Yeah, that's he did say. I get. I gotta give him credit. He was like old Ford versus Ferrari. Because I think we were looking at upcoming movies that we want to watch. Like yes. In the, Award season, he yeah. said he was the only one that said four versus four. I was like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> I thought he was trolling. Wait, he was not trolling. Gee, I got your back, bro. Don't for worry me? about it, man. You know, kind of hate, but yeah, no. It's so like Among Us all over again. I know for me, you were the imposter. Let's pull it for a second. Nah, I wasn't the imposter the first time. Don't matter. You know that. <laughs> you always won. Four versus four. But um, but yeah, no, I uh. Even though G brought this up, I was like, I don't really care about this movie. This is going to be a biopic of, of Henry Ford and something Ferrari. <laughs> you, you know how old Henry Ford is? I know, yes. He thought it was going to be the first Ford car. No, but that's why I didn't look at the Model T. I saw Ford first. I was like, this is going to be the most the boring. Model T's. They probably did that back in the day, actually. A lot of people probably died back in the day, too. And then when I saw this, like, not the synopsis, but like, I guess the synopsis where it was like a race between a Ford versus Ferrari. Well, that's yeah. dumb. Ferrari's gonna smoke that Ford. Yeah. One and two. I don't. I don't really care about racing movies. I don't even care about the Fast Furious. You didn't know it was like Formula One. What happened? You didn't know it was like a Formula One race. I didn't, I didn't, I'm not. I'm not into cars like that. Oh, if it's not a Tesla, I'm not really into. Oh, you're it. not a NASCAR man. Nah, I don't care about NASCAR. NASCAR okay. I haven't seen NASCAR on TV in a decade, bro. You're not fucking with Talladega. No, I don't even like that movie that much either. Nah, you bugging, bro. Anyways, uh, but yeah. But I watched it, and I was wrong. I was dead wrong. Yeah. This movie is really, really good. Yeah. Directed by James Mangold, who does a great job. Who directed Kai, one of Kai's favorite movies, Logan. Yes. And he did a really solid job, man. I like this movie. Gee, I give you all the credit in the world, man. Thank you. Yeah, I was I was shocked, man. Because I, I, I was just like you, Rob. I was like... I don't give a fuck. Like, first of all, I'm gonna watch Mr. Ford fight Mr. Ferrari like in an actual <laughs> battle. I didn't know shit about that. I was being completely stupid and that ignorant. That would have been fire. I was being ignorant too. No, because you know what it was. I thought that um, Christian Bale was playing Ferrari, an Italian guy, and I thought like, Matt Damon was playing Ford. Yes, yes, it's true. It's true. <laughs> and I've literally thought it was a competition. I, so what I thought it was, I thought it was you the two. This was, this was the industrial revolution. Yes, I really thought it was t- the two heads of the car companies just going back and forth, like with one another, mm-hmm. like in just business. And I was like, for James Mangold, who directed my one of my favorite movies, Logan, I was like, dude, this is what you did next? What the fuck is this? I don't want to see this shit. Mm-hmm. Fam, I came home one night, and it was just on my HBO, and it was like just on. Like, it was on in the background. And I'm like, I think I was on a computer or something, and my like attention kept straying over. Because I'm like, what the fuck is going on over here? <laughs> right. And like, I'm watching it, and it's the scene where 
um, Christian Bale's character, Ken Miles, I think his name is, he like, the car blows up. And I'm like, what the fuck? They just killed Christian Bale? Like, That's a fact. an hour into the movie? It's, right. It's when we got wrists, mm-hmm. got balls. And he walks <laughs> away from it. And I'm like, and just like the dialogue in, in the editing and then the sound, the sound mixing, which it actually won for. When you hear the cars, yeah. like, I was like, oh, no, no, no. I got to watch this shit. And I watched it from front to back. And this shit is amazing. I was like, this shit is dope. I would say the editing for me did it because, like, it's a really well-paced movie. Yes. There's not so many parts where it's boring. Like, it, it's it's just a fun movie. I liked it a lot. Yeah. G, after you... I know you were hyping it up at first. After you watched this movie, how'd you feel about it? I never saw this movie. I know you did. Oh, my I God. I This is what I'm talking about. You're the worst, This is shit I'm talking about. He's the one that was hyping up the movie the most. And then never I watched it. I knew it was going to be fire, though. But you didn't watch it. I saw the trailer. You're a bozo. <laughs> so the trailer looked fire. Now, nah, but like, listen. It was. But the, even the cast is fucking dope. Matt Damon, Christian Bale, John Bernthal, Josh Lucas. Like. Josh Lucas? Like, come on. I like Josh Lucas' movie, actually. Yeah. He did a good job. He's an asshole. Yeah. He was a fucking asshole. And and just the story of Ken Miles is fucked up. Like, this was a man who had made the illest comeback ever. Mm-hmm. And he compromised. And they took everything away from him all over again. And just like the relationship he has. Like with his son, I think that's like one of the highlights of the movie. It's like yeah. for some reason, it's like watching. I love when I see like a great dad on screen, mm-hmm. and it's just like the relationship between him and his son is just like so loving. Like so then when he, uh, spoiler alert, when he dies at the end, you're like fucking crushed, because then on top of that, he dies after the climax of the film, right? And they show it, and you're just like, because he gets into that crash, and I'm like, oh, he's okay. Mm-hmm. And then that's what I thought. Yeah, and then there's the scene where him, when Matt Damon is goes to see him, his son, and he tells him like how much his dad loved him. And, like, it's crying. I'm like, fuck, what the fuck is this movie doing to me? God mm-hmm. damn, it's a fucking racing movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this shit is dope. I, I want to I go back and watch this again, too. Uh, yeah, I, I think I watched it, like, twice. Because it, it was on HBO a lot. Yeah. It was actually on it today. Yeah. Yeah, nah, I, uh, I'm a big fan of this movie, man. Yeah, yeah, same. Next on the list is, you know what? Is a Ryan Gosling movie mm-hmm. that I have not watched oh, in its entirety. Man. Are you serious? I swear to God. I wow. Haven't. I, haven't, I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't. Have you seen this, G? You know I haven't seen it. Come on, B. I gotta. I'm not gonna hold you. Like I started watching, and I was kind of bored. Like really, I was bored of it. Wow. Okay. Um. Oh. I fucked with. uh, We're we're talking about the big 2015's The Big Short, which I think won best original screenplay or best adapted screenplay. One of them. Um. Directed by my guy Adam McKay. Yes. Um. This movie, I I remember being talked about so much during award season. I was like, oh, what is it about? And they were like, it's about um, the housing crisis. And I think this is the same year that Spotlight came out, and I think Spotlight had won Best Picture, and yes. I had watched Spotlight, and I was bored shitless by Spotlight. I was like, this one Best Picture, fuck the Academy Award, I'm not listening to none of y'all motherfuckers no more. Like, I'm not, Spotlight's not bad, though. <laughs> I could not stand Spotlight. It's not, not bad. Not that it's a, no, it's not a bad but movie. This is it's a boring. Movie. Yeah, it's boring. I, this is a better movie for like a similar kind of... Yes. Um, and the only thing I can kind of compare this movie to is The Social Network. In a lot of ways, it does feel very like Sorkin in the way like it delivers its information. A lot of the characters are fast talking, and it's one of those movies where you feel smart for what. Like the movie doesn't make you feel dumb. It's talking about shit that you know nothing about, but does it in a way where you're easily able to grasp onto it. It's talking about mortgage loans, uh, mortgage-backed securities, CDOs, and all this economic talk, and they actually have a funny way of going about it like they go about it in this like semi-documentary style and then they'll just drop celeb random celebrities in there to break the fourth wall and talk to you and create metaphors where you can understand them like margot robbie's in it um rest in peace anthony bourdain is in it um selena gomez is in it for a quick scene 
And on top of all that, it's just funny. Like, Ryan Goslin is chewing up the scenery um, as this, like, douchebag banker who... Of course. Um, Steve Carell is, like, how we've never seen him. Like, he's not Michael Scott. He's not silly. He's mm-hmm. actually this tortured uh, investor that is, like, calling bullshit on the whole U.S. economy. Um, Christian Bale is doing his thing. Brad Pitt's in this. Um, it's just a star-studded cast. and a couple Brad Pitt is in this. I forgot about Brad that. Brad Pitt is in this. Um, Jeremy Strong is in it, who is one of the stars of uh, Succession now, who's really come up. Uh, does a fantastic job. And it's just a really entertaining movie, man. I was like, I watched it. After I watched it the first time, I think I went back and I watched it maybe like two weeks later. Because it was like, it just stuck with me. And it was, it's real. It showed what, because I don't know if you, about you guys, but I remember back in 2008 when the housing crisis hit. And you heard about like Lehman Brothers like going under and then like them being bail. Like we were hearing bailouts, we were hearing mortgages. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what recession. I didn't know what any of that meant. I didn't know what like what was happening. I just knew motherfuckers were losing their jobs mm-hmm. and shit was getting hard for a lot of people. So for this movie to really go into it, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, this shit was like criminal. Yeah, and you found out like how things was giving people loans that they know couldn't pay them back. And like when you really go back and you look at it. I was like, oh shit, you know what? Yeah, I did notice a couple motherfuckers getting houses like nothing like, and flipping houses it, and coming up. Yeah. Yeah, so like... When, so like, People get a house for half a mil and they don't even make 100K. Exa- yeah, exactly. And it was like, I think it's an important movie to watch, especially like as an adult because it's like mm-hmm. the mistakes that... Like, a, we have FICO scores for a reason. If your shit's low, you probably can't pay your bills. And it was like, they show like what happens with the corruption and it all comes crashing down. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and Adam McKay did a fantastic job with this. Nice. I'm going to I'm going to watch one day. You got to. I man. just like it's, it. And it's, it's, and it's, like, it's on HBO. It was it was and then it was on Netflix. I don't know where it's where it's at now. But the, this this is this is a funny one too. I'll watch it. Yeah. One day. Yeah, one day. We'll yeah, it's got your man in it, man. Check it out. my favorite act. Don't say my man. Your man. Whatever. Got to hurt his brain though. <laughs> Make it explode. Yeah. Shut up. Um, <laughs> next on the list. Yes, sir. Rocket Man. I know. This is a movie I also haven't watched. I packed my bags last night. Pre-flight. This movie, I didn't think was going to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first saw that Taron Edgerton was uh, casted as Elton John, I to that point, I was like, can he really act? Is he really that good of an actor? The only thing I really saw him in was uh, Kingsman. Kingsman. Mm-hmm. And he... He does I, you know, there's nothing crazy. I, I, my favorite character in this movie is, is a Colin, Colin Firth. Firth. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, he just plays the straight guy. Uh, and, you know, he does all right, but yeah. he's not the reason why I'm going to the movie. Yeah. So I was kind of questioning that. And on top of that, to be quite honest with you guys, never really listened to Elton John like that. Me yeah, this was the this was the one biopic I was like, I, I like Elton John. I like Rocketman as... An amazing song, one of my favorites, actually. Like mm-hmm. after like living with it for a considerable amount of time now, but it was like I didn't know much about Elton John, and I never saw his life as being tragic, just because I had never known him. I was mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, he's chilling. He's on stage with Eminem. He's always wearing these crazy, crazy suits. Seems happy. He's, yeah, he seems very happy. He likes rap music. Does he? He was on. Oh, he was on all of the lights. Like he likes. That's Eminem. right. He likes he was in all. Of he likes Fifty Cent too. I believe it. Um, so I didn't know how much they would be to this guy. And then on top of that, when I heard that it was a musical, that kind of also turned me off. Because I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to like this. It was a musical fantasy, actually. Yeah, it was a musical fantasy. Yeah, that was the mm-hmm. other word. It was like... So what does that mean? Basically, it is his life, but it's very fictionalized. And a lot of stuff that happens is in his head. And fantastic. So like, he'll literally... his life on ecstasy. 
No, it's like he'll be like he'll be sitting in AA telling his story in this crazy suit, and all of a sudden everybody will just get up and start dancing and singing. Or he'll be playing a concert and everyone just starts floating in the air during the yeah. first part of like the way he perceives the world. Yes. yes, it's cool though. It's cool. All right, so then we'll just get to it. This I love this movie. I actually liked it. It's one of my favorite movies that came out of uh, twenty nineteen. I actually just watched it while I was on um, Open the Poconos. Oh, for the first time. Yeah, for the first time. All right, what was your favorite song in the movie? Um, I'm a Rocket Man fan, but I will say, uh, it's hard. Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Okay. Because when I finished watching the movie the next day, I put that song on. That was my favorite musical number in that. It was just. It, I like the one he does with Richard Madden a lot. Oh, um, um, the shopping one. He's going shopping. Yes, yes. Um, what was it? Um, cause my girlfriend was playing early. Honky Cat. Honky Cat. Yeah, yeah. Really yeah. good. I'm still standing at the end. Is pretty dope. Fantastic. Especially when they do that fake music video at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really cool. Um, and Saturday Night's All Right is a great yeah, Saturday. Saturday. I was I was bumping that shit early. Yeah, uh, it's last dope. night too. And yo, that's the thing I want to say I love about this movie is like you come out of it and it's like. I was always familiar with Elton John's music, but then it was like after this, it was like I was like, "Holy shit, this man got hits!" He does. So I he went. Does. So I'm like listening to them yesterday, and I'm just jamming out to Elton John yesterday. I'm like, "Yo, I, I do catch myself like, listening to a lot of Elton John." Yeah, Elton I downloaded was, the Essentials on, on Apple Music. As you should, <laughs> as you should. This, 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 and this movie is just really good. And I, again, I'm gonna probably say this, continue to say this throughout the, this list. I love the pacing of this movie. Like yeah. it, it just moves, man. It just moves. Yeah. Um. Shit, I was going to say something, I forgot. Oh, the cool thing about Taron Edgerton um, is, I don't know if you knew this, but he also played a gorilla, a gorilla character on and the sings, animated movie, and Sing, sung, I'm still, still standing, standing, and yes. then he ends up uh, being in this movie, which yes. is really dope. And and also, I'm sure you're going to mention this, he sings all the parts in this movie. Yes, he sings and he's everything. actually really good. Yeah, he's a really good singer. Mm-hmm. Um, and him and Elton John like have a relationship. Like They're really cool. Like They're friends with each other. Well, the, they did a song together, the last the, song in the credits. Yes. Is, uh, is, them, is them both. Yeah. And uh, and it, it raised my not that he needed it, but it raised my respect a lot for Taron Edgerton because yeah. I felt like he deserved an Oscar nomination. Mm-hmm. I think he did in fact get one. Okay, he did, and I think he's a pretty good actor. I'd love to see him in more stuff now for sure. Yeah, he's acting, singing, and dancing. So it's amazing. Yeah, and I, I love this movie, man. Yeah, um, I might buy this movie at some point. I'll yeah, do it, man. And <laughs> and it was actually <laughs> and it was on um, Matthew Vaughn who um, actually suggested that. Taron Edgerton be cast. Really? Yeah, because he his production company helped make the movie. Nice. And just one small note, directed by Dexter Fletcher, mm-hmm. who also directed about seventy five percent, maybe not more, maybe uh, maybe a little less actually, of Bohemian Rhapsody, Rhapsody, which is also a really good movie, and got Rami uh, Rami Malik the um, best actor, Rami Malik, the best, best actor. actor. So yeah. I like what Dexter Fletcher's doing, man. Right. Maybe you should direct Scatic Shop. <laughs> maybe maybe not maybe not I don't know if it's a musical then sure <laughs> I'm with it um next on the list mm-hmm. ah yes talk about it another fantastic movie The Nice Guys directed by Shane Black yes sir and, and starring Ryan Gosling yes. and my man Russell Crowe Russell Crowe Crow. um this is a funny ass movie yeah. and you know what I'm not gonna hold you I I'm probably not like you guys I didn't sleep on this movie mm-hmm I was I was like this movie looks funny, it looks entertaining, looks cool. I think what Ryan and Russell are doing it seems pretty funny, mm-hmm. especially during their <clears throat> press run for the movie itself. See, I missed all that. Yeah, me too. I I like this movie from start to finish. So maybe I'm not the right one to talk about this too much. Okay. Yeah. So I think in 2016, I was so wrapped up in 
that was like the height of like it was everything was Marvel and Star Wars. You know what I mean? Like Force Awak like Force Awakens I just came out the year before. Rogue One was coming out then. Uh twenty sixteen we had I think not Thor, um Doctor Strange and we had just Marvel yes. movies coming uh whatchamacallit? Batman vs Superman. Batman vs Superman, Civil War. It was just it was just superhero mm-hmm. Star Wars extravaganza. So I wasn't looking at anything else. So when I hear about this movie, I, I think I see it. I'm like, oh, looks cool, whatever. Like I had, I wasn't like, yo, I want to go see this movie. And then I forgot how I watched it. I think it might have been on HBO or maybe my dad brought it or something. And we were watching it one night, and I'm like, yo, this is the movie I've been asking for for fucking decades. Original property, fucking an old back to like uh, old detective films, a buddy cop movie, funny. This movie is terrific bro like this this days i'm sitting in the crib and i'm just like yo i want to watch the nice guys and i have to like find it this this, this is a great movie i got you man so my um yeah i, I got a blu-ray but um, the chemistry between these two characters is just amazing like it, and i don't think it should have like first of crow's not known for comedy nah at all <laughs> like, that's, why, it's really that's funny. why i didn't think about watching it. it was just like yo i feel like he's just gonna ruin the movie yeah, it, it and the same thing with Ryan Gosling. Like, Ryan Gosling's not a funny like a it's funny guy. A he's not a comedy theory. man. Well, okay, he was funny in Crazy Stupid Love, but he's not a comedy funny guy. For a full comedy guy. Well, he he's the comic relief in this movie, so I understand what you're saying. Yeah, like he's like Steve Carell's the comic relief, Correct. like the comedian in the of that movie. Mm-hmm. So like for him to come in there and be legitimately funny, but then I got to give it to um, I'm gonna botch this girl's name, but um, Angerine Rice as his daughter. Funny, she is. The illest character, like she's my favorite character. She's in this pretty movie. Awesome. Just the fact that she like she gives it to her dad. She's very sarcastic. She's super smart and intelligent, mm-hmm. and she's literally like this like little sidekick that follows them and helps yes. throughout the case. And then also, I mean, like Matt Bomber is the villain, scary as shit, fucking scary as hell. When his even when once he once he opens the they open the door for this guy, I'm like, something's wrong with this guy. Yeah, and it's like the old that. Shane Black like was able to play back to you know the 1980s like films like Chinatown like the noir but also give us kind of like a callback to what am I thinking Lethal Weapon yes. which he also wrote which he wrote yes. yeah it was just, it's just it was just great man and I'm really sad that this movie is not probably not gonna get a sequel I hope it does I, it needs one I I I know it's impossible but I'd love to see these guys in a series like if you can give me 12 hours of these dudes every like every week solving the case yeah okay pause you know what I'm talking about I didn't say anything wow. no. There you go. Um, but yeah, this this is a great movie, man. No, this movie is awesome. G R G. Have you seen this movie? Yeah. Have you really? Yeah. My boy. All right. What you think? I said everything. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, not like, um, you know, like I said, I had a similar experience where 2016 came out. I I wasn't there, obviously, because I forgot about this movie, and then randomly, you know how like you had a kickback, and it's like, what do you do? When the homegirl's throwing a movie and she throws this on, and next thing you know, everybody in the room is just focused on the movie. Yeah, it was just so good, and um, you know, it was it was a good movie. I, I could I, honestly I can't really remember every detail like you guys, but I just remember that from finish to end, I was stuck on this movie. Laughing. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Well, the cool part about this movie is you kind of re- you remember the the big funny parts, but you kind of. The, the mystery is so kind of complex that you kind of forget about it after the movie's over. So when you watch it again, you're kind of like rediscovering the mystery all over again. It's not like, okay, I know from the beginning that this is what did it. Like, you don't, I don't remember what, like, step by step what happens yeah. in the movie. So it's like, every time I watch it's like, oh, yeah, you're watching, you're seeing the pieces come together again, which, mm-hmm. is, which is really fun. It's kind of like uh, Knives Out. Same thing with Knives Out, too. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Like you like you remember the broad strokes, like who the bad guy is, who mm-hmm. dies, this but like how everything comes together is right. like always fun to see. Yeah, and there's dope. so many weird like uh, so many weird parts in this movie, like when, when they talk into the B as he's high. The Richard Nixon. The Richard Nixon thing, which I kinda still don't get. I think they mentioned the Richard Nixon earlier on in the movie, like if you see Richard Nixon under the water, it's like, Oh, no, that's what happened. I think he like the guy was about to die, die and he saw Richard Nixon. Yeah. So <laughs> he sees Richard it. Nixon and he... Yeah, but the last sequence of the movie, like maybe the last 15 minutes, were like really exciting, man. The gunshots, yeah. Ryan Gosling running through and just like being... He's fucking goofy yeah. as hell. He's goofy as he's hell. He's like, Jesus! Now I love the part when he's in the he's in the bathroom stall and he's just like, he's like, I got a gun, motherfucker. Yeah. And the door keeps closing yeah. and he's trying to hold the door open with his legs mm-hmm. and keeps closing. And it's like, how do you direct that? Like, how do you even plan for that? Like, that's so cool. And I, yo, it, it hurt my bones when, when, he, when, he, when he breaks his arm. His arm. <laughs> he's, like, he's, he's like, count to three. All right, you got this, big buddy. <laughs> that, I was like, Ooh, nah, <laughs> the little kid, he's like, you know, if you guys are doing porn, he's like, uh, you want to see my dick? Yeah. Because <laughs> I got a really big dick. It's like, Don't kid, no one wants to see your dick. Get out of here. <laughs> Fucking check. That's my girl's, my daughter has to deal with check. guys these days. Fucking check. Chet. No, he's like, um... Well, the other one's like, oh, are there, are there girls in there giving blowjobs and stuff? He's like, honey, just... No, she's like, uh, I want to go in there. Are there people giving anal and stuff? He's like, honey, you don't have to say and stuff. It's just, they're doing anal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she's in the house talking to the porn star, and she's... And the porn star says, yeah, she wants me to blow him and stuff. He's like, you don't have to say and stuff. And stuff. You just say he wants me to blow him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all great. This movie's funny. Yeah. Real funny. I gotta, I gotta rewatch yeah, this movie I gotta rewatch it. Yeah. I forgot all And then it ends on some Al Green, Love and Happiness, mm-hmm. just to top the film off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Real Yo, good. Shane Black, get a sequel to this movie. Man. Yeah, I, I don't know. Nah, we good. They, they gotta fund this somehow. Shut up, G. Joe Silver, do your job, man. We gonna yeah. live. We all right. Is he still alive? Focus on something. Next on the list. Wow, that's so rude. Nah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't man know. made the Matrix, <laughs> sir. Spider Man into the Spider Verse 2018. I would like to speak on this movie first. Go ahead. I thought this movie was gonna be a piece of garbage. Same. Hot same. Garbage. I shit on this movie so much. I was like, an animated Spider Man movie that wasn't gonna come out in theaters? Get the fuck by, out of here. By, by Sony, who botched the last two. They had the nerve. Yeah, I was like, the fucking gall of them. And not only that, like, the the first shot that I saw in this movie was Miles Morales falling down yes. with the, the sneakers. I was like, that looks cool. That looks cool. It looked, I thought the animation looked terrible at first, but it did. Cause then, all right. So then, as the trailer kept, that was the first like still shot we got. Then we got a trailer later on, and I I didn't like it. I didn't like the animation. Yeah, it was too colorful for me. I wasn't feeling it. Like I'm just like I'm I'm checking out of this movie. I'm not watching. Yeah. And even when it came out, did not did not bother to go to theaters. However, IGN gave this shit like a nine. Hold on, you gotta give or nine and a half or something like that. I hope you're about to give me my props. Why? Cause I told you to see this movie. You did. Okay. I, I, you okay. did. You did. You did. And I, I didn't watch it until like, it came on Netflix. And I was like, oh, it's free. I can do this now. Yeah. Um, and I take back what I said about the movie, man. This movie is really, really good. It's amazing. It's funny. It's not just like... I thought it was going to be like a kid's movie. And it's not. Like It's it's really, really good. I to yeah, me, The arcs are amazing in this movie. Yes. Uh, to me, Jake Johnson's Spider-Man, the oldest Spider-Man, is like Tobey Maguire's character, Spider-Man. That's like a continuation of that Spider-Man universe, which mm-hmm. I appreciated a lot. Mm-hmm. And listen, um, Shameik Moore is a pretty cool Miles Morales, bro. Yeah. Um, yeah, like you said, man, I was shitting on it. And this is why to this day I always say it's like I love the... 
I don't feel embarrassed when I say a movie's gonna be trash and it's fire. I actually love it. I love when I shit on a movie before it comes out mm-hmm. and it becomes the best thing. I love when movies shut me up and it's like, yeah. Because, like, that's the magic of movies. Like, I need that back. Like, I don't want to see everything that's great about a movie in the trailer right. and then come out the movie like, oh, I really liked it, but I saw everything. Mm-hmm. I want the movie to show me the worst parts. I want it to look like garbage and then catch it some other way and then it'd be fucking fire. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened with this movie because I hated the trailer. I hated the way the animation looked. I was like, what the f- Why is Spider-Man wearing ones? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, I didn't like any of it. Yeah. I was like, I thought the name was stupid. I'm like, Into the Spider-Verse. Ugh. And then IGN gave it a 9.8 or some shit like that. And I'm like, my cousin actually invited me. Uh, he was like, yo, um, me and, um, me and I'm taking uh, Jordan to go see Spider-Man. And I, and I wasn't going to go. I was like, but I was like, you know, it's fucking Friday or whatever. I don't got nothing to do. I'll, I'll go with you. Pulled up and then from the set, me and me and my three year old cousin like this up at the screen, <laughs> same time, like enamored, and it was it was the perfect origin story. And then I found out that uh, Chris Miller and Phil Lord had something to do with it, and I was like, oh, of course, it makes sense. These, yeah, it, ma- it makes sense. These guys are amazing. Um, yeah, this this is my favorite Spider Man movie ever. Wow. Yeah, this this over Homecoming. Yes, over Homecoming. This is this is my favorite Spider Man movie ever. Like mm-hmm. I I love this movie from beginning to end. I bought it on DVD. Mm-hmm. Um, it just the cast just comes uh, from Shamik Moore to Jake Johnson to Haley Steinfeld, Maharshala Ali, Brian Tyree uh, Henry, and it was like this is how you make a movie that is resonant with today's time and today's youth without pandering. It's like Miles Morales being a black Hispanic character, everything that they do with his character like makes sense, but it's not like oh typical black kid, let's just throw rap music into it and da da da. It's like nah, you actually believe that a lot of care went into. The, the development of his character like it's conflicting that he likes graffiti and shit his uncle's a, is a is a criminal but his dad's a cop and he's torn between these two father figures like mm-hmm. that's real shit mm-hmm. um and just the way that they like when they started playing biggie in this movie i didn't roll my eyes i was like it fits the tone of the movie mm-hmm. and then when spider gwen comes in and they're playing like this punk rock music because she's a punk rocker it fits the tone of her character and it was just the, all the blending the genre blending that they were doing was amazing and even at a, for a PG movie, people die. And I was like, yes! Like, they weren't afraid to show violence. And when, spoiler alert, Spider-Man gets killed in the first 15 minutes, I was like, whoa! I was I not expecting that. Go I, thought Spider-Man, I thought Spider-Man was going to get hurt and, like, put in a coma. I didn't think he was going to die and they would host a whole funeral for him. And then, fucking, they show Stan Lee show up, it, have a cameo in it, which made me more teary because I think he passed away at this time. Mm-hmm. It was it was it was all amazing the way this all came together. It was just fucking dope. No, definitely. And you know what? Another great part of this movie was the music, man. Yeah. Oh, it all it all works. Soundtrack was great to this yeah. this this, uh, this movie, man. And to me, this was the one of the best depictions of the hero story. Like where you talk about like Miles being this reluctant hero that just can't do. It. Like you believe his his arc. So when he comes around at the end of the movie and is able to like be Spider Man, he it feels earned. Almost more armed than like the Tom Holland Spider Man. It's like, no, yeah, most definitely because it, you, you can actually see his challenges with himself and also him becoming the Spider-Man. whole movie. He's he's doubting himself until he's put in this situation where he has to get himself out. And he hears his, his dad apologizing to him from the other side of the room, and it's like, nah, I, I need to save the world. Mm-hmm. And like it it it, it completely feels one hundred percent earned. And just yeah. the writing in this movie is amazing. Yeah. And I was so 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 happy when this movie won Best Animated Picture at um the Oscars because mm-hmm. I was like. Um, it was up against a Pixar movie, and I know Pixar movies are hard to beat. And I was like, "Yo, if they give it to Incredibles two, which I liked, 
I'm gonna be pissed. And they gave it to this, and it was I was I like I jumped up. I was like, yes, it was well deserved. It was so well deserved, mm-hmm. and I cannot wait until Into the Spider Verse two. That's right, they're making a sequel, right? Of course. It was I, supposed I, I don't know if it's gonna reach the same magic like the first one did. It though, it won't, but I'm so in love with these characters, like yeah. especially Spider Gwen. Spider Gwen is awesome. I cannot wait to see more of her. And the pig man. Yeah, Spider Ham played by John Mulaney. Spider Ham. Yo. <laughs> Even Nicholas, they gave us Nicholas Cage back, like the real Nicholas Cage for Spider-Man Noir, and he yeah. was fucking amazing too. Yes, yes, yes. We even got Oscar Isaac for half a second at the end. That's right. Yeah, he plays <laughs> it, uh, Spider-Man Twenty Forty Nine. Yes. Um. Yeah, this is cool, and I wish they could, but I know they can't. I, I would love to see more Marvel characters in this world as well. Like, mm-hmm. I would love to see an Iron Man in, in this animated comic book style world yeah. and shit. But we know that's not gonna happen. But yes. Definitely my favorite movie on this list as well. I gotta rewatch this movie, man. Well, I'm about to. It's on Netflix too. Is it? I'm, I'm gonna watch it tonight, tonight, man. I don't yeah. know. We'll see. Next on the list, Straight Outta Compton, 2015. Now, um, actually, G, I want to hear your your uh, your take on this movie, sir. I don't watch this movie. Oh my god! Of course I watch this. Of course you watch this movie. But um, I mean, for me, this movie was. I mean, I'm sure like like a lot with America, this was an eye opener to you know what happened. You know, this a lot a lot of these events in um, Shadow Compton happened when we were just born, so it's not like, or even just before we were born, so it's not like we can really remember this time. And it was kind of just like an eye opener for what was really happening. Like you know, I understand the story with Easy and everything and like that, but you know, I I didn't know he had AIDS until the movie. You know, I didn't, really? I didn't know that's the way he passed, and you know, I didn't know the um, situation with the record deal and you, you know how crazy that was so it was honestly I feel like it was like one of just those African American pioneer stories that, that's how I looked at it I felt like now like there's, there's a there's a hip hop story that's just shown in the limelight and it's just like an all American story yeah I hate it once again I hate it on this movie when the previews came out I'm like yo this shit looks stupid I was like Ice Cube's son is playing Ice Cube I'm like that sounds terrible. That sounds like nepotism. It's like I don't want to see this. Um, I no, nah, I I keep it up. I I hated on this movie heavily. I was like, this I don't want to see this shit. I thought I thought at this time rap biopics were just corny, just because I feel like a lot of rap movies don't work. Like uh-huh. movies about rappers and hip hop, I always feel like they most of them felt un un unauthentic. I feel you. Um, Get Richard Die Trying is not the best movie. It's not. I like it, I like <laughs> but it. it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not the best movie. Um, but. Yeah, I went to one. This is another one that my my family went to go see. My cousin, my dad, my mom, and they were like, oh, "I was like, I'm not gonna not go with my family." So right. we all went, and from the first, the movie shut me up in the first, like the first frame, the frame when they do the Tarantino trunk shot and it shows Easy E, and the way it's and the way it's shot and it had, and there's this tracking shot of just following him across the street, um, up until the up until he reaches the drug house, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, this is a movie." Like right. this is a film. Like mm-hmm. he's doing, like he's doing crazy track shot. Like he's doing crazy one, uh, one takes. He's oh, doing you're coming out the window. Yeah. The he, uh, and then this, and then the uh, the cops roll in and, and bust the door down with, with the giant in. with the battering ram. And then the and then the crazy music is dun 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 dun. Like the action music is playing. I'm like, he's showing like an action. Like is this, he directed it like an action film right. for the action scene. And then he runs over the hill and like he disappears behind the the rooftop and it goes straight out of Compton. Yeah. I'm like. Oh no, this movie's about like, two feet. And then after that, it's like the bus scene where it was just like, oh damn, like Compton was like really like the Wild Wild West. Yeah, and then like from there, it's like the use of music. It wasn't like, all right, we're not just going to play records to play records in the music. It's like mm-hmm. every song was 
carefully picked to to um, convey the, like the mood and feelings that was going on in the song, like in in the scene. Which was, and then on top of that, all the actors did a fantastic job. Like Corey Hawkins, does he look or sound like Dr. Dre? No. But he's doing the best acting that he can. No, he did a great job. Um, but yeah, like F. Gary Gray directed the hell out of this movie. Like, and I should have known. Like, this is the guy that did Friday. This is the guy that did the Negotiator. Set it off. Like, mm-hmm. so he has a really good track record. Um, my favorite scene: the scene where the dudes come to the ho- come to the hotel looking for his girl, and she's in the room topping off easy. <laughs> he's like, "Well, hell no, y'all niggas not gonna come to my motherfucking door strap." <laughs> and he goes into the other hotel room, and there's just this cool tracking shot of him walking through the hotel, and he's like, "Yo, these niggas outside the door, bro." And then like one, like I think uh, Yellow's like fucking a girl in the bed. Nice. Uh, someone else, uh, someone else is just drinking. Uh, Doc DOC is just drinking, mm-hmm. and they all like load up there, and it's and it, and it doesn't cut away, and then it pushes through the door, and they're like, "Yo, what's up?" And they pull the guns out on the dudes, and they run. I was, this movie's cool. It's, it, it, and it's a really a film, and that's what I like about it. Oh the yeah, most. And they kick the girl out. She's still naked. Yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah. bye, Felicia, <laughs> and he pushes her out. And yo, um, Ice Cube's son is a legit actor. Oh, O'Shea yeah, Jackson. Yeah, yeah. O'Shea Jackson. Good. He's a re- he's a good actor. So man. He run up in the record. Um, Wolf of the Bat. Yeah. Yeah. And and the, and the great thing about this movie is because I always watch the the um and I don't know if you ever seen the NWA documentary World's Most Dangerous Group. It's actually narrated by um, Chris Rock, mm-hmm. which is great. So I I know I knew their story, but there was so much shit I forgot about. Like I forgot when Ice Cube ran up in the priority offices, uh, busting up the wind, busting mm-hmm. up uh, all the shit. Which was I forgot about DOC losing his voice. Yeah, getting into the car accident, mm-hmm. and the concert scenes were great because what they did with the sound and the mixing, you feel like you're actually at a concert. They turn the music up, they amplify it so it actually sounds like microphone coming at like speakers coming at you right. and it's like they capture the energy of what it would be like to be at an uh, at a um oh, at an nwa concert. concert and before this i didn't really like the song fuck the bullies not because of it because of the message it was just like i just didn't think it was that great of a rap song but then yeah. seeing it in the context of what they were contending with at the time and being in compton and having these racist racist and discriminatory cops so i love the scene when they're in the concert and the cops is out there and he could see them and he's like, yo, you better not play that fucking song. And I'm like, nigga, play that shit. Yeah. And he's like, fuck the police coming straight. Like, well, you I feel that like energy. I like how the song comes about. You know, they just outside the um, I love studio. It. And yeah. then, you know, they just get ran over, ran up by the police. And then Ice Cube is like, you know what, fuck it, man. I got something to say. Because you, you feel how they feel. Mm-hmm. Like, in that, in that, every time I watch that movie, I'm just as angry watching that as I can imagine those characters would have be, been enduring it. Cause I'm like, damn, I want to hit this motherfucker too right now. But it's like, right, you, you right, can't, bro. Like you want to me, they treat you just like me. Like they look at you just. And like it's the black, and it's the black yeah, cop uh, showing out the most. So it's like, right, yeah, this this was great. Like hate. And then I love that it showed the first half, of, and we've been talking about pacing. Like the first half of the movie is about NWA, and then the second half of the movie isn't because mm-hmm. these people became super. Dr. Dre became a superstar. After the fact, he dropped Chronic and then went on. Uh, Ice Cube dropped um, uh, America's Most Wanted. America's Most Wanted, like after, and then became like and became the superstar. Yeah. yeah, so it was kind of cool seeing. It was almost like watching the America uh, Jackson Five, the American Dream, just very truncated and with gangsters yeah. and shit. <laughs> yes, which was which was dope, man. <laughs> no bad dad. Yeah, but no, yeah, no abusive fathers. There's not like one father in this movie. There's not like one father. I mean. Um, Dre was a father. He was. I meant like fathers to like the, father to the to, yeah father. That's figures. a fact though. 
It's a lot of cocaine. Yo, when his mom slapped him, I felt that shit. Felt that. I thought that was a little. She didn't have to slap him for that. That was a little bit. He just said he didn't want to fucking push a broom for the rest of his life. That's a fact. But she know how that go. She inspired him. Yeah. Man, shout out to Jason Mitchell, man. He did a great job as Easy. Yeah, he did. Um, Amazing, especially when he's when he get, finally gets news that he has AIDS and he's in that room crying by himself. I was like, God, that's some great acting right there. Yeah, uh, just the ignorance, like to to goes to show, like back then they were really ignorant about it. Like my man was just like, like he was just like, I'm not homosexual. How do I have it? Like people really thought that. Yeah, no, you know that was what, though. I, I think ten years from now, twenty years from now, we might be saying the same thing about coronavirus. So I, I don't know. Like I, maybe it's too. You know what I'm saying? Though we don't know all everything. Well, no. I mean, I mean, because like we're wearing masks, and then they just CDC just came out with a thing saying, "Oh, well, masks actually does nothing to the thing." Well, no, I remember. Well, remember in the beginning of coronavirus, us we run around like we're young. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh yeah, I'm not old. I'm not. I can't get it. So So we're gonna be saying same shit twenty years into ourselves. That's a fact. We'll see. But yeah, Yeah. that scene where he's basically coming to terms with the fact that he's dying. I'm like, oh shit. Because you know what it is? Powerful. I've never. I've never known anyone with HIV AIDS. I've never really known anyone to pass away from it or anything. So I've always, it's always been this outside thing mm-hmm. to me. And mm-hmm. I've, I never watched a lot of movies about it. Like, I just watched Philadelphia. So, tough yeah. movie to watch. It yeah. is. Great movie, though. I had somebody close to me that, that somebody I know, and then the person was close to her that died from AIDS. And I was actually watching a movie with her, and she was crying because, like, she was like, it was just like that. Like, yeah. Like, that scene really depicted. Like, just him losing weight. You could just see it in his face. Like, I was just like, dang, that's crazy, man. Yeah, so um, to see that in this film and, like, really bring it out, I was like, it shined a whole new light on it for me. Because I didn't see Dallas Buyers Club either. So this is the first real AIDS movie I ever watched. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I was like, oh, shit, wow. But, uh, yeah, shout out to F. Gray Gray on this one, man. Should have been a scary motherfucker, bro. Yes, he is. And then... (laughs) Only bad thing to come out of this movie is like everybody and their mother wanted to make biopics now. I was like, oh, come on. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because then we got that terrible, 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 terrible Tupac movie. That's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I still haven't watched it. It's horrible. I don't even know why they casted that dude as Tupac. He's working at Target. He looks just like Tupac. You lying. No, he don't. Yeah, he's working on Tupac. What are you talking about? When they cast him with some random person, just like, hey, you want to be in a movie? Yeah, they was like, you look at Tupac. You lying. He looked just like Tupac. No, he don't. Are you crazy? He does not look like Tupac, bro. He don't look just like Tupac. He don't look yes, just he like look... Tupac. He has bushy eyebrows and a bald Yo, head. I bet you. I bet He's you we could like buy. We could find an Hispanic Tupac participator in, in whatever in the somebody Bay in Cuba. Area. Nah. Look, just look better than that. That dude, dude just like, that's a fact. Whatever, man. Yeah, and then they brought back Biggie. I was like, oh, what are you doing? It's <laughs> like, why? What are you doing? Last but not least, gentlemen. All right, Kingsman. This the Secret Service. This is my favorite movie on this list. Okay, so really? you talk about yes, it. Talk about Finally, it. shit. Say That's something. Every other <laughs> for real. Every other movie. Honestly, I've never seen you. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it a boat with you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I didn't know this movie bad. existed. This movie's fire. Actually, no, I never seen you. I'm just joking. It's fire though. Alright, so talk, talk about, about it. it. Get into details, All sir. Right. <laughs> So, let's see, let's see, let's Spam, see. Spam, motherfucker. Nah, 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 nah. But, but, but in all seriousness, no. Um, you being serious, motherfucker, talk. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to. Y'all keep talking over me. I apologize. Sir. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I think I was bored one day. Y'all know I don't watch movies, so I think this was on Netflix at the time. Never I was going to watching it. And I thought this was going to be like a time, you know, just just like something to kill my time. Hmm. But um, I, I really got stuck in it. Um, You know, it was about the, the dude, the, the dude in um, England. You know, he's like a he's like a bad kid, a, a yeah. delinquent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, you just see a gentleman and, and then, you know, he gets with the gentleman. And he's just like, oh, like this dude is really like 
a, a secret spy, you know, they had the secret brotherhood and stuff like that. And I'm like, all right, like this is like really, really getting into getting to it. it reminded me of like a like a James Bond and an Austin Powers because yes. of the corpiness. Yeah. And it was just like together and I was like, Oh, this is perfect. And the movie just kept going and going, just kept getting better and better and better. And then it was just like, yo, the Kingsman is fine. I'm like, why does not why why do not enough people know about this movie? Yeah, because this shit is like this is like Mission Impossible, but like um the the, the UK version. So James Bond, <laughs> 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 pretty much, pretty much. I have to say the move the movie's promotional material was terrible. Because I thought this movie was a joke. I remember when I saw the first trailer for it. And I was like, is this a... I thought it was a commercial. Like, you know how movie theaters do commercials for, like, soda and shit now? Mm-hmm. Or cars? Yeah. I thought it was like that. And I was like, wait, this is a movie? Um, I didn't... Because I, I didn't know who Taron Edgerton was. I didn't really know about... No one Colin knows who he was. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I was like, this looks... Si-. I was like, this looks like Spy Kids. I thought it was Spy yeah. Kids. I thought it was a kid. First of all, it looked like a kid's movie. Mm-hmm. He's wearing his hat all stupid. I was like, what the fuck is this? It, it looks like Spy Kids mixed with Men in Black. I thought it was going to be completely silly. Um, I didn't want to see it at all. Silly me. I was doubting Matthew Vaughn. Again, the same man that made Kick-Ass and X-Men First Class. Oh, fuck well, me. you bugging, bro. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I told you, I love I love when I'm wrong when it comes to this. So, I was actually... I was living with I was living with Steph at the time. That, um, that bozo, <laughs> and <laughs> um, he had like downloaded like he was. I'm not gonna snitch on him, but he had he had it on he had it on a, on his laptop. You, you snitched, yeah, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> he illegally downloaded it. He pirated. <laughs> Steph, they coming. <laughs> but um, I was like I was like you know I heard this movie got good reviews. Let me check it out because I think I like an eight point something on IGN, mm-hmm. and. It was so much fun, and it was like, it was the it was the it was the spy franchise that we needed because this is 2014. Um, Skyfall had came out, I think, three years two ago, year, two years earlier. two years earlier, and we were kind of like, I think we were in between Mission Impossible's, and I was like, yo, we're actually missing a good, t-. and I was like, yo, where are the other spy films? Yeah, any besides Ethan Hunt and James, and James Bond. Bond. I was like, we don't have another spy film, mm-hmm. and also. Daniel Craig's James Bond had gotten so serious. There was no, there were no real gadgets. There were no crazy cars. There were no end of the world plots. Mm-hmm. It's all oh, I'm gonna hack a computer, kill M. I'm gonna uh, destabilize the thing by playing a poker game. It's like ser- like serious Jason Bourne shit. Yeah. I was like, give me the motherfuckers that just want to destroy the world with a nuke or some crazy shit. Fact. And this movie gave it. This is an ode to the old school James Bond. That's also bloody and violent and has Samuel Jackson with a lisp playing a really good villain. And this is dope. Like, um, Mark Hamill's in this. And he gets his head blown Mark off. Mark Hamill is in this. He I is. Forgot. He plays Dr. Arnold. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Which is really cool. Michael Caine's in this. Michael Caine. <laughs> uh, Mark Strong. So, like, did, yeah, I was so surprised about how good this was. Um, down to Taron Edgerton's performance. Like, he does a good job going from this, like, this Pygmalion story from this street street thug to this gentleman spot. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah, and, and it's really cool. Yeah. Um, I was kind of disappointed with the sequel. I'm not going to talk about that. Golden Circle, yeah. Yeah, because they killed off a lot of characters that I really liked. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite characters in this movie was the girl, uh, Roxy. Yes. She was really awesome, and I was like, they had an opportunity to do so, so much more with her, and they killed her off in the sequel. But I'm happy that we will be getting uh, a third Kingsman movie after the Kingsman prequel comes out. Which I do think looks cool. It does. The, the Kingsman. Yeah. Yeah. And Ralph Fiennes is the... Um, Ray Fiennes. Ray Fiennes is, the, is one of the leads. 
Uh, but we got to talk about the church scene in this movie because that's where that's where the movie turns up. Yes. That's the movie standout. It just gets into this crazy one take, which is not really one take, but this one take action massacre where Colin Firth is just demolishing everyone in a church. I um, remember like, oh shit! Yeah, like, I didn't, I didn't see, violent. I didn't, and it was so great because I didn't heard it. They didn't talk about this scene at, at all. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about it. Mm-hmm. So when it comes on and they're playing Freebird and just the and it goes to this crazy ass guitar riff and he's just and it's almost like all right, what if Sean Connery's James Bond just went batshit crazy, mm-hmm. used all his gadgets, and murdered a whole bunch of people. Yep. And it was amazing. And it shows how, like, dangerous this guy is. And then, like, that last scene where it's like, he looks around, he's like, what the fuck did I just do? Mm-hmm. And then dies. Well, seemingly dies. Which, it, it was it was all crazy, man. This, I love this movie. You shoot people point blank, throwing axes at people, Yo, stabbing them. Fam, the part where he takes the gun apart and shoves it in the guy's yep. eye and neck. He takes yeah, another dude, puts the grenade in his guy's pocket, breaks his neck, <laughs> slams him against the thing, and blows it up. It was great, man. It, it was it was fantastic. It was such a fun movie, man. Yeah, um, I'm gonna watch it again. Yeah, yeah it was it, it was such a fun movie, and that, that's what really got it for me. Like, I didn't know what to expect. Like, I agree with you. The pro- promotion material wasn't that great for the movie. Yeah, but I didn't write it off completely because mm-hmm. I I recognize that Matthew Vaughn is a good director. I didn't at the time. That's fair enough. Um, but yeah, I was like, all right, well, it, it can't be terrible. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I will say this, though. Colin Firth really convinced me, like, this actually guy's a really cool action guy. Yeah. Similar to how Liam Neeson kind of changed his persona yeah, towards yeah, the yeah. end of his career. Um, before, you know, he became racist. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, I, 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 I like... He's not racist. He was just looking for the darkest blackest thing. <laughs> <laughs> has he gotten any work after that? Of course. He does, yeah, yeah. So people just forget about it. You know? is it. All right, it's not like he actually killed anybody. He said that's how he was feeling. That's for a crazy shit to say, though. It is crazy. It's yeah, completely if ludicrous. If it was another race, it would have been. He would have been over. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, I, I agree. I, I like this movie a lot. Uh, also, agree that Golden Circle wasn't that great. I just didn't like that they killed like. Even, when, but the villain still wasn't as good as uh, yeah, Samuel Jackson. Julianne bad. Moore, yeah. She wasn't that great. She wasn't that scary. What she go grab people up? But also, it's like you take the tension out of a movie when you try to when you create a world where people can survive uh, point blank gunshots. This is true. Because because to me, Colin for dying in this movie was great. Mm-hmm. I loved it. It was like his mentor gets shot and is killed, and he's like, no, mm-hmm. like it's a great like, moment. Yeah. And then they undercut it in the next movie. And I'm like, why the fuck should I care now? That's a fact. Like you shouldn't have just killed him in the first place. Mm-hmm. I think about this movie. Um, I can't really put my finger on it, but the way it was just directed, like. After every action sequence, like little move, it was kind of like the way the, I don't know if it's like the way it was supposed, just the way it was filmed. It was just like zoomed up to like before he killed somebody, you saw exactly what he was doing. Like I feel like in focus was either he's punching somebody or he's shooting somebody. Yeah, they, they did like a lot of close ups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I love this scene where he's like cleaning out the whole bar and he's just fucking everybody up. It's great. He's like, Manus maketh the man. He's like, time to teach you, you gentlemen, some manners. I tried to I tried to drink a Guinness after this movie. Still disgusting. Where's beer? Yeah, is it really? I hate yeah. I hate Guinness. Never had Guinness. Guinness is so gross. I mean, if you don't like stouts, you're not gonna like it. Yeah. And Malik does not look like the person who likes stouts. Fucking hate that shit. I just like the, the little Guinness commercials back in the day. They're with, like, cool. The little talking heads. You gotta you gotta be a real Brit <laughs> to love Guinness or a b- beer lover to right. love Guinness. Yeah, you gotta be a beer lover, just like stouts. But yeah, man. Yo, Matthew Vaughn, one of the illest. Right. I, I still want a, a third kick-ass movie, in my opinion. Uh, no, another kick-ass movie? Oh uh, yeah. You I forgot about that franchise. Honestly. It was. It, it had a bad s- sequel because Matthew Vaughn didn't direct it. Mm-hmm. But I'd love to see Chloe Grace Moretz and Aaron Taylor Johnson come back one more time. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> With that being said, guys.
Great job on that topic. Now, G. What's good? Sir. What's poppin'? Put us on, my man. I got you. Um, a lot of music came out this past month, I would say. So um, I'm just going to go back to something that came out um, a couple of weeks ago. My man Lil Tecca, New York's Finest, um, debut album, Virgo World. You was bumping that in the crib. Yeah. This is it was pretty. He had some shit on there. This is fire. This is, this is some heat. Um, you know, shout out to my man Lil Tecca. You know, it don't matter where you're from. Queens, Long Island, I don't care, bro. You're from New York. That's, that's, that's all that really matters. But, um, yo, Lil Tecca is, I, I want to say Lil Tecca is like, it's like a New York, it's like a New York, New, New York Drake. I'm, I'm going to give it to like that. Stop it. That's a terrible comparison. Yeah? He's nothing like Drake. In the sense where he sings and he raps, and he talks about relationships, but, but you have to listen, you have to listen to the music though. I'm saying in, in in that sense he can he raps he sings he talks about oh, okay, relationships. Okay, 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 okay. But in in a New York way where it's like this is a New York nigga saying it. It's somebody with the New York slang, somebody that's confident, a real a real alpha male person that's like, yo, all right, if Shorty's gonna act that way, she's a dub, like okay. with, with that type of slang, and it's it's all, all throughout. I- <laughs> I just think Lil Tecca loses a lot of that when you see him. When you see him, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a fucking Poindexter. That shit is hilarious. But I, I give it to him because when Ransom came out when he was doing the um, Rap Genius interview, he was like, yeah, I got two twin Glocks. No, I do not have yeah, Glocks for any... He's a real dude. He just makes good music. That's why I could bangs on him. That's why he keeps it real. But, um... Nah, this album is, is, is freaking phenomenal. It, this is like, you can go to any party, you can just put this album on, not even shuffle, you can just play it fully through, and it's amazing. I told my roommate about it, and he cannot stop um, playing this album. I think I hear it almost every day now. Cool. Um, but, it, it, honestly, like, this is just, yo, my man Lil Tiger really did it. I, I'm so proud of him. It's like, yo, I know him myself, man. It's, it's, it's really crazy. It's always good to see it, you know, another African-American youth from where you're from grow up and just, you know, put out some real quality music. Always. Um, Where's he from? What part of New York? From Rosedale. Like, originally from, like, that Rosedale Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, So, real yeah, close yeah. to Long Island. Yeah, real close. And then he moved to, to like, um, Queens or something. Okay. But, um, yo, um, he got what? Who he has? Polo G on here, Lil Durk, got Lil Uzi, Skrillex, DJ Scheme. Um, but for the most part, it's, it's really him, and he's doing what he does best. Um, singles like Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah, it's Nav on here, too. Um, Out of Love, Last Call, Back It Up, Chemistry. Um, like I said, this is just a real cool party joint. You know, you in the car, you got some friends over. Yo, play that little tech of Virgo world. Dope. Who's up, man? Bert. Yeah, go for it. Oh, um, yeah, man. I want to talk about one of the best movies I've seen all year, man. Um, hmm. The Trial of the Chicago Seven, now on Netflix, written and directed by one of my favorite um, just writers and creatives, um, Aaron Sorkin, um, who also wrote The Social Network, The West Wing, Steve Jobs' movie, Bolly's Game. I've watched this movie twice in the last three days, and this movie is amazing. You have to watch this movie. So basically, it's about. Um, Seven defendants, eight if you include Bobby Seale, that are put on trial for the Chicago riots, which took place in 1968, if I'm not mistaken, um, during the Democratic National Convention. And it just goes into, like, do these guys deserve to be on trial for inciting a riot? They went there to protest the Vietnam War, and somehow they ended up in jail for over... They ended up arrested. Bobby Seale ended up in jail for months and months and on, on end. For nothing. For nothing. And... It's a very, it almost feels like a stage play, like the way it, it, it unfolds. It almost entirely takes place in a courtroom. Um, and it's just, it's it's Aaron Sorkin at his best. It's just 
fast-paced dialogue going back and forth with each other. As a star-studded cast, uh, once again, Yahya Abdul-Mateen II, Sasha Baron Cohen, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Michael Keaton, Eddie Redmayne, Jeremy Strong. It, it's it, it's such a fantastic movie. Um, and for this to be Aaron Sorkin's second directorial film, it's... This, this guy is so talented because everything he does with the editing, the pacing, of course, the dialogue and the script, um, even the music. It's just it's a movie of people talking and it's just so it's like it's so exciting. And like, yes, they do show scenes of the rioting, which are very like high, high octane, very visceral. But it's just the, 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 the movie works the best when it's just in the courtroom, lawyers, defendants, uh, prosecutors, the judge and. Yaya's depiction of Bobby Seale and what goes on with the Black Panthers and Fred Hampton in this movie, like, got me so worked up and, and emotional. And it's just like, I love when movies do this to me. And I remember saying earlier, I think I was talking to my dad or whatever, and I was I was, to, I was talking about how like I was kind of tired of political movies and movies mm-hmm. that feel like they're just being made for the context of 2020. But it's like, yeah, but it's like, nah, This movies like this and movies like um, The Five Bloods, uh, just prove that we need these movies. Like this is all history. None of this, none of this shit with the rioting and the politicians and pointing fingers at the police and pointing fingers at the citizen. None of this shit is new. None of this stuff is is the past is prologue. Like mm-hmm. this, this, this has all happened before. We've all been here before. Mm-hmm. The only difference is the generations are being swapped out. You know, people are dying, people are forgetting, but like everything is just it's 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 sil- it's sil- mm-hmm. cyclical. This is a way to to really bring cyclical. this. To really bring the, bring the story to our generation because, I mean, unfortunately enough, you know, people don't read. I feel like a lot of people in our generation don't read. Yeah, and, and, and what I, once again, like I was saying with the big short, the best movies to me are the movies where you feel smart watching them. Like a movie does... Is, like you I, learn something. Yeah, I don't think a movie's ever supposed to make you feel dumb, but it doesn't preach it to you. It teaches it to you. Mm-hmm. So like you're sitting in the... Like you're watching this courtroom and of course there's a lot of legal jargon being thrown around, but... Never once there are you saying, wait, what's that? What does that mean? What is because the movie's telling you, but it's not flat out telling you where it's like, oh, what? Here's what this means. It's no those context pay it, Yeah, pay attention to the context, and you will get what's going on. Like right. you really gotta listen, and it's it's just it's such a thrill ride, man. Like from, like I said, I, I watched it on Sunday, and then I watched it again today, and it's for two hours. It's just it's such a great movie. Really? Man. Yeah, it, it's so it's so fun, man. If you like fast, I'm if you like fast paced dialogue. And me, I, I love law. Like I love law, like law dramas, and yeah. I love courtroom dramas and, and stuff like that. So anything involve, involving that, it's just it's masterful. And this is Aaron Sorkin's wheelhouse. Like he built his career with A Few Good Men, which was a legal drama. Mm-hmm. So this kind of feels like a spiritual successor to that, okay. just on like a whole another scale. And this is a terrific movie. I, I can't wait to watch it again. And I just watched it twice. So yeah, shout out. Trial of the Chicago 7 on Netflix. Everybody check this out. Right. Shout out to Sasha Baron Cohen, man. I, I, we spoke about this yesterday. <laughs> Borat, bro. Yes, like, Borat. And you would never think this guy is a fantastic actor, and I hope he gets nominated for an Oscar. I think I'm, I'm going to keep it a buck. I know I say a lot of crap, but off of Borat, I knew he was a great actor. No, but it's... He... It's different. It's though. different. He's a this. performer he's in Borat. He's Yes, like he's he's acting, bro. Yeah, he's acting in the movie too. Yes, but it's it's comedy. It's a little different. It's a little different, and plus, it's like not parody. What's the word I'm looking for? It's it's satirical. It's it's like the impractical jokers did that. Like that's not I, really no, I acting. Saying, being I had a funny. Feeling, I had a feeling if he could do that, then he can be. I see. What, yes, I see. Because but then he does shit like Bruno and then, like 
point we're trying to make is that like I didn't know he had this in him. Okay, okay, okay. And he was. I hope he gets nominated for an Oscar. And it's always cool. Wait, this just came out this year. It came out Friday. Yeah. Oh, but it went straight to Netflix. It went straight to Netflix. Um, and it's always funny when like you see someone that like you know is unequivocally like British. Like I just know Eddie Redmayne. Like he's the most British British man I know, just because <laughs> I've never seen him play an American in anything. Right, and he's, he's in Harry Potter. So yeah, and he's in Harry Potter. He was uh, Stephen Hawking. So when he comes in this movie and he like is American, I'm like, oh shit! Like mm-hmm. it. Now, if you ask me, I was like, he looked like Sean White's brother. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, you stupid. No, I look. Yeah, he looks like Sean White. Like he could be Sean White's brother. You do. You're right. You're right. But yeah, this is. I, I feel like I talk about Aaron talking a lot, but yeah, there's another yeah, one. There's, there's another one for him. <laughs> that movie's uh, absolutely fantastic, though. Man. I definitely got. I watched the first time. I was like, God damn, this movie's really good. But you know what? I knew it was. Like I was waiting for this movie to come out. It's here. I knew the script was going to be good. Yeah. I didn't know everything else was going to be so great. Though. Yeah, I, I I knew it because it's like like I, I like Miley's game a lot. Um, but the next movie, for ne- yo Netflix is killing it this year in my opinion. They got this. They got the Five Bloods. And they got um, David Fincher's next movie coming out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's about it's about um, Orson Welles, black and white. Gary Oldman, Amanda Seyfried, Orson Welles, like, and I think he's competing with like a uh, screenwriter or something like that. Like, okay. it's about. I think it takes place after Citizen Kane came out or something like that. It looks okay. it looks cool. Okay, I'm I'm into that. Um, for me, I'm put you guys onto this week another Netflix movie. Shout mm-hmm. out to Netflix. Uh, the Devil All the Time. This came out about two weeks ago, I think, or three weeks ago. It was maybe. like three weeks. Um, the cast is the one. This is the really thing that drew me into it. You have Tom Holland. Uh, you have Spider Man. It. You have. Uh, <laughs> you have. Uh, uh, God damn! What's the guy from the Terminator? John. Uh, whatever, man. You have uh, Tom Holland, Bill Skarsgård, Jason Clark, Sebastian Stan, um, Robert Pattinson. This is a really all star cast. It's also directed by Antonio Campos. It takes place in, like, West Virginia and Ohio, respectively, and it's about a bunch of hillbillies, you know what I'm saying? Um, Derogatory. I never go over there. They call themselves that in the movie, so let me just also say that. Uh, It's just really cool to see Tom Holland play a different character than a guy that's like, hey guys, it's me, I'm Spider-Man. I was telling you that, yeah. Yes, yes. He has a deeper voice. I don't know how he actually pulled up this accent. I can't even do it. I'm American. I feel like this is like Harry Potter. This is like the guy that played Harry Potter after Harry Potter finished, and he did that... um, that scary movie. That Horns movie? Yeah. Yeah. Is this what that reminds me of? Okay. Just trying to do something so far so left. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I got you. I got you. But yeah, man. So the movie is basically about uh, a father and son relationship. It takes place during two different time periods. The beginning is a father and son relationship um, that ends tragically. And the story is following much bunch of different characters. And they all somehow end up getting together at the end. And it turns into this big old scandal in West Virginia and I think could the movie be a little better yes but I think it still deserved a watch because of the fantastic cast and it's a really beautiful movie that's uh, shot really well mm. um, I will say this it is a slow burn I like slow burns for the most part for a lot of movies because as long as it's the payoff is pretty good at the end I'm satisfied you know so I, I know a lot of people can't really sit down and watch a slow movie like that I get Was it the payoff because I, 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 I think so because I watched the first hour of this movie and I was just like it's slow I turned it off not because I hated the movie it's mm-hmm. just slow and then for it to be, not only be slow but to not even know what the actual synopsis is mm-hmm. like for example Seven is a slow movie but you know like this you it's about one but singular thing the whole time yeah and it's also about one thing like, honestly it's, a, it's, it's I can not to say there, these movies are anywhere similar as far as like 
watchability or just like uh, as far as good. It's like do the right thing mm-hmm. in a sense that you don't really know what the movie's about until towards the end. Okay. So it's kind of like that. You, Tom Holland's the main character of the movie and the movie revolves around him, but you see why the story is taking place like that yeah. towards the end. Okay. So basically the parts that you were doing, that you were watching, yeah. is setting everything up. Oh, okay. And I could see how that could be boring to some people. Yeah, and then they were just doing like a lot of shit like I didn't like without any context. It's like, I'm one of those people, I'm not sensitive. Like, yeah, you, yeah. You, can kill, like you can kill a dog on screen and I won't cry, but it's like, mm-hmm. let me know why you're killing this dog. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, the, all right, but the, the, the father was going crazy. Okay. And he got so desperate that he wanted... Uh, to save the mom. Wanted to save the, the mom, so he figured... In his logical head, let me sacrifice the dog yeah. and, you know, crucify him, whatever. Which sense. is fucking crazy to to look at. They actually... Ugh, I, cr- I cringed, though, when uh, Homeboy stabbed the wife, when he killed his wife. By, yeah. And yeah, was like, yeah, oh, I'm going to bring her back to life! Yes. <laughs> or even when he dro- pours the spiders on his head. Face. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which were real spiders, apparently. No. I read that somewhere. I don't believe that for a second. It might have been. Yo, oh, method- it looks like CGI. Me- method acting. No. <laughs> what did, oh, uh, what'd you think of um, Robert Pattinson's voice? Because I was talking about it, his accent. Delusions. Yeah, delusions of good I, I liked it, man. Because you know what it is? When, when you hear... When you watch Tenet... Yeah. You watch the trailer for Batman, Batman. And then you watch this. You're like, what the fuck is this guy's actual voice sounds like? Yeah, I think it's the Tenet one. Yeah, it, it might be the it's Tenet one. It's more closer to the Tenet one. Yeah. Um, but point being, I, 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 it didn't bother me. Okay. I was not bothered by it. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to finish this. Because it's still there on my continue Yeah, watching. finish it, man. It's not bad. Yeah. Uh, be a man, Devil All the Time, on Netflix now. Give it a shot. Watch it. Yeah, Netflix got a lot of heat, man. It does. Right now, it's... Right now, right... And then, I'm telling you, when that David Fincher joint come out, that shit's fire. Mm-hmm. Off to the races. Yes, yes. And I also watched, in its entirety, in about five, four days, uh, Haunting on Blind Manor. Okay. I'll be talking about that next week. Dope. For now, Did you watch great show. Mindhunter yet? I haven't, man. Watch Mindhunter. You're gonna love it. I got a lot of stuff I gotta watch. You, I, gotta, I wanna watch Succession. I wanna get on that. Okay. Uh, but I, I'll put it on my list. Alright, dope. Uh, and right now I'm watching uh, Legend of Korra again. Nice. Which is so animation is just perfect. I think it's the perfect animated show. Like as far as the we'll animation, too. It's it's not a, it's like the ki- like the non kiddest kid show ever. <laughs> like there's just so many plot lines. I'm like yo, what child is following this shit? <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, like what yo? It's TV seven. Like yo, there's no seven year old following these many plot lines. Like because it gets in like it's deeper than. Uh, last airbender like it gets into political conspiracies yeah. and politics and i'm like and imperialism and just war maneuvering i'm like but yeah. i feel like once that came out at that time they knew who, who really was watching this yeah they knew it was for adults it just was rated tv7 yeah i agree with you all right but good to know yeah guys is there anything you want to say to the people before we get out of here nah man it's good to be back yeah man um show a little love to nigeria right now crazy things absolutely absolutely and SARS, police brutality happens all over the world. You know, people are protesting, people are dying. Um, I got family out there. Praises, you know, send my prayers to them. Um, make sure everybody's safe. But um, you know, just you know, pray for the people out there, man. Absolutely, Absolutely man. Absolutely. Damn. Uh, I would have said what I had to say first. I don't want to follow up a shameless plug with with that. So, um, yeah. I'm not gonna say nothing else. I'll we'll just, save it next week. Yeah, I'll save if it for we next can. Week. I don't know what you're gonna. Nah, say. I was just gonna say, um, guys, we're we're on YouTube. Um, so we post we post uh, lots of our clips on YouTube. So check us out at the studio. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> you see why? Like I wanted to wait. <laughs> I see why. You know, because I was really, no, no, like it's, that. It's so good though. Like that needed to be said. Yeah. And I, w- I wish I would have just put that before, but it's yes, cool. it's so good. With all respect to what you just said, we're gonna still. We don't gotta be perfect. That's yeah. a fact. That's a fact. 
And you know, next week, a little preview. Shit might be getting scary again. You know what I mean? We mm, a little spooky. A little spooky on the stoop. Yes, sir. Uh, I thought somebody's about to die. So someone, someone might. Someone might. We don't know. <laughs> it might. It might even just two of us. <laughs> who's who's, who's that? the imposter? <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. Yo, and on that note. Yo. No, 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 no. And on that note, she just came on. Now, once again, thank you guys for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to rate and subscribe to us. And if you'd like to leave us some feedback, ask questions, or just say what's up, email us at stoopkidspod at gmail.com. Now, I am Ralphie. I'm Kai. And it's Jay. And we'll see you on the stoop next week. Peace.